You may be the lowest man on the totem pole in your job, in your vocation. You have a responsibility as a Christian to go about it wholeheartedly with all of your heart, obedient to those who are responsible over you, and to do it in such a fashion that you do it with diligence and with cheerfulness. He says every good thing you do, and that is those things that you're required to do, that you do in the right spirit, he says that God assumes the responsibility of rewarding you for each one of those things. How do you like your job? Even if you like it a lot, you'd probably still say there are parts of it that aren't particularly enjoyable. So how do you maintain a godly attitude at all times? Today on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, we'll continue our study of Ephesians chapter 6, where we find the key ingredient to overcoming the unpleasant. Let me ask you a question. How many of you in a given week have some unpleasant things that you have to do that you don't particularly like? All right. Probably everybody. Well, let me ask this. How do you respond when you have to do them? Grumble, mumble, complain. We do all kinds of things, don't we? Well, there's a passage of Scripture here that you and I may wonder, what in the world has this got to do with me today? Because it seems to be so outdated. First of all, none of us are slaves. None of us are masters. We're not living in this day of slavery. So what in the world does that have to do with us? So let's find out. Verse 5. He just talked about children obeying their parents and fathers not provoking their children. So then he says, Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ, not by way of eye service as men pleases, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With good will, render service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And then he says to the masters, and you masters, you do the same things to them. And give up threatening. And what that really means is relax in your relationship to these who are your slaves, knowing that both their master, Christ, and yours, Christ, is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Now, there's a tremendous message in this passage for those of us who live here and now, right today. What I want us to talk about for a few moments out of this passage, and because the principle is here, there's a key principle in this passage that is exciting when you begin to think about it. I want you to think about the most unpleasant thing you have to do in a given week. And let's be honest, what is your response to that? What would you like to do with it if you could? What do you tell yourself quietly that you're going to do with it one of these days? Or what do you tell somebody else you'd like to do about it? What do you do with the unpleasant circumstances? Listen, it wasn't pleasant being a slave. And all these masters of these slaves who were believers in Christ were not Christians. They were unkind, cruel, harsh, and you see, even Paul says here to the masters, he says, masters, do the same things to them and give up threatening. He says, stop, stop ruling and governing the, the slaves under you by threatening them. He says, give that up. So these weren't people who were slaves of fine, loving, forgiving, kind, gracious Christian masters. These slaves were 
totally in bondage and owned by men, women, families who absolutely control them for their own sake. It wasn't easy. Very difficult, very harsh, very cruel. He said, slaves, be obedient to your masters. Now, that meant some very unpleasant circumstances. You on your job, you're asked to do things that you'd rather for somebody else to do. They're very unpleasant. And then there are just some things in life that are just not always exciting as you and I would like for them to be. So the question is, how do we respond to these things? Because you cannot escape them. There are unpleasant circumstances in love relationships. There are unpleasant circumstances in labor relationships. When he talks about slaves being obedient to the masses and fulfilling the job that's required of them. But now, what is the key? How are we to respond? Because according to what Paul says, I'm to respond in a way that is totally opposite of a person's human nature. You mean I'm to do the mundane things in life and to like it? Not necessarily. He didn't say like it. He just said obey them. Now, living in a society like we live in where everybody does what he wants to do, usually, what's right in his own eyes, such commands seem to be totally out of keeping with today. But here's what I want you to see. There's a key to us for facing the difficulties and the unpleasant things in life that turn the unpleasant into the most pleasant things. Now, so let's look at it for just a moment. How does he say you and I are to respond? Let's look at how we are to respond, what the rewards are, and what the key is to that kind of response. Look at what he says and start, if you will, in verse 5. Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and the sincerity of your heart is to Christ. So first of all, when you and I face unpleasant circumstances that we are forced to face by our responsibility, whether it be in the home or our job, he says we're to face them obediently. Do what is required of you. I'm to face it obediently. Secondly, he says, I'm to do it willingly. Listen. He says, obey, obey those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling. Now, that doesn't mean scared to death and trembling as you go about the job. But it means when you put that whole phrase together with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart, anxious to do a good job out of a sincere heart. When he says with fear and trembling, that doesn't mean frightened, but it means that you have a, a, a sense of anxiousness about you, that you want to do a good job. So you're going to be obedient, you're going to do it willingly, and you're going to do it out of a sincere heart. You say, well, you don't know the unpleasant things I have to face in life. Well, that's not the issue. The issue is here that whatever is required of us, either in the home or on our job, the unpleasant circumstances, he says, whatever's required of us, we're to do it obediently, and we're to do it willingly. We're to do it sincerely. He says, not by way of eye service, as men pleases. That is, we're not just doing it in order to get it done. We're not doing it because somebody's watching us but because there is a diligence about us. We're to do it diligently. Not, and you see, we probably respond to unpleasant things in one of three ways. If possible, we avoid them. Or we complain about them. Or oftentimes, we do as little as we can get by with. None of the three are Christ-like. None of the three are scriptural. He says, whatever's required of me, I am to do it obediently, 
I'm to do it willingly. I'm to do it out of a sincere heart. I'm to be diligent about it. He says, not by way of eye service as men pleases, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. That is, I am to do it with a wholeheartedness about it. He says, doing the will of God. I'm, I'm to throw my whole heart in this thing. He says, as, as, as if it's the will of God. He says, with good, with good will, render service as to the Lord and not to men. He says, I'm to do it, listen, he says, I'm to do it readily. I'm to do it as if it were unto God, readily. He says, with good will, that is, I ought to be cheerful about it. You say, well, there's some unpleasant things that you just can't get cheerful about. Well, he's saying to slaves who had the dirtiest, filthiest jobs a person could have. Now, remember, I don't want to go into detail except that I've been enough places in life to see enough old things as they were. Remember, they didn't have running water in many places like we do. And yet it's amazing, for example, when you go to the ruins of Ephesus, how they worked their whole system in that city. It is amazing how the ingenuity that they had and put into place hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years ago. But do you remember? Let's place no running water, no sanitation, none of those kind of things like we have today. The slaves had the responsibility, and Paul says, slaves, if you're a Christian, obey your master. You don't question it. You just do what he says do. Whatever your responsibility is, you do it. And he says, you do it in the spirit of obedience, willingly, sincerely. You do it diligently. You do that of a spirit of commitment. He says, that's the kind of spirit you're to have. Now, listen to what he says. He says, when you do this, this is what you can expect. Look in verse 8. Knowing that whatever good thing each one does, whatever good thing, washing feet, washing dishes, on your job, doing the dirtiest part of your job, doing the thing that you get the least amount of appreciation for, the thing that they sort of leave over with for others, he says, whatever you do, knowing that whatever good thing each one does. Now, what is a good thing? Anything that is required of us in our responsibility. He says, whatever good thing it is, he says, this he will receive back from the Lord for the slave of free. Now, here's what he's saying. On your job, where you work, whatever's required of you, when you do that in the right spirit, he says, here's what God has promised you. Now, notice how specific he is. He says, you don't have to wonder about this. You don't have to think, well, you know, what am I going to get out of this? He says, knowing. And the word here means exactly what it says. Knowing, that is, absolutely, assuredly confident that whatever good thing each one does, it doesn't make any difference what it is. You're fulfilling your responsibility. Whatever you, each one does, this, what is this? This thing that he does, he will be rewarded for, will receive back from the Lord where the slave are free. You may be the lowest man on the totem pole in your job, in your vocation. He says every good thing you do, and that is those things that you're required to do, that you do in the right spirit, he says that God assumes the responsibility of rewarding you for each one of those things. Now, you see, this is why if you go to your job tomorrow morning, you have a responsibility as a Christian to go about it wholeheartedly with all of your heart, obedient to those who are responsible over you, 
and to do it in such a fashion that you do it with diligence and with cheerfulness, no matter what it is. You say, man, do you know what I do? He said, how can I get cheerful about that? I'm going to show you in just a moment. How, how can I get cheerful about something? You see, I meet a lot of folks, and they have a job. I mean, you know, J-O-B, that's what it is, and they'd like to get out of it just as quickly as possible. They don't like it. They don't like what they do, who they work for, or how much they're paid. They don't like anything about it. So they go to work disgruntled. They go to work unhappy. Well, you say, well, anything unpleasant about your job? anything unpleasant about my job. The whole thing is unpleasant. I don't like anything about it. Did you know that is an unchristlike spirit? If you took the responsibility, you are responsible for go to go to that responsibility in a Christ-like fashion. If Paul said to slaves, go obediently, willingly, cheerfully, diligently, sincerely, Carrying out that responsibility, that command is just as true today as it was in the days in which he talked to folks who had a lot worse job than any of us have. Now think about this. Has it ever occurred to you that when you fulfill your responsibility and your vocation that you're getting paid twice? You say, I don't get enough. You're getting paid twice. So how do you get that? My paycheck's pretty small. Well, remember this that you don't get the full payoff in this life. You only get a portion of it. Listen to what God said. Knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from his employer. Is that what it says? It says, from the Lord. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 for a moment. We forget the fact of how interested God is in everything we do. We think, well, you know, God's interested in church and family. He's interested in everything we do. Listen to this. In the third chapter of 1 Corinthians, he's talking about our life and one of these days when we stand before the Lord and give an account. Listen to what he says. And Paul here is referring to his own labors and go down to verse 6 to give you a little background. He says, I planted, talking about the churches, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one, but each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now, I want to tell you, my friend, that isn't just relating to preachers and missionaries. That's relating to your vocation no matter what you do. He says each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. We are responsible for doing a good job whatever we do, no matter what it is. But there's a real key to this, and I want to tell you what the key is. Look at this. makes no difference what the responsibility is. Whole key to being victorious and overcoming the unpleasant things in life. When you approach them, you approach them in the Spirit. Lord Jesus, I'm doing this for you. I may be hired for them, by them, but I'm doing this for you. It is amazing what happens when you change your perspective of why you're doing a thing. I used to work in a food store, and my job was cleaning up. I mean, it was a dirty, filthy job. I mean, the whole thing was my responsibility to clean it up at nighttime after everybody else was gone, which made it worse. I had to sweep that whole store. And I didn't like it. And I, listen, I complained up one aisle and down the other and 
telling the Lord how much I had to do when I, because I was, I was in seminary and I, I had to do some studying. The only way I conquered that was to decide I was going to sweep that store for Jesus' sake. And I began to sweep for Jesus Christ, not for my boss. Change my attitude. And I've learned a lot of times in life, some things I've had to do that I didn't like to do, I didn't want to do, unpleasant circumstances. When I began to do them, as Paul said, as unto the Lord. You know what happens? Three things happen. First of all, your motivation changes. You know what your motivation, your motivation changes? You want to do your best. Your perspective changes. You see it as a challenge. Your perspective changes and you begin to look for the good that can come out of what you're doing. Your attitude changes. You begin to be grateful that God has given you a challenge in which He wants to teach you something about Himself that will profit you. Let me tell you something. It is amazing the great lessons God has in store for us in the little things that appear to be insignificantly unpleasant. But remember what the Scripture says? He who is faithful over a few or little things, I'll make him manager of how much? Much. You know, if I can't conquer the little unpleasant things, then why should God give me responsibility over greater things? Now, here's the whole key. It's real simple. He says, whatever you're facing in life that's unpleasant, if you will choose to say, Lord, I'm doing this as unto you. That means I'm doing this as if you required it of me. And the truth is, he has at the moment. I'm doing this for you as unto the Lord. Slaves, how many times did he say? Slaves, be obedient as to Christ, as slaves of Christ, as to the Lord, not to men. You students, say, man, I don't like studying. My professor's a real corker. I don't like him to begin with. And, I, and one thing I can't stand is an exam for him. If you remember that you're doing it for Jesus. It is amazing. Your motivation changes. Your attitude changes. Your whole perspective changes. You do a better job. You know what happens? Your complaining turns into cheerfulness. And instead of seeing it as a dead end, you see it as an opportunity for God to teach you something that may go with you all of your life and eliminate some heartaches and problems that God knows you need to learn how to conquer early in life. Now, you think about this. Whatever you have to do this week, I can guarantee you, I guarantee you're going to face it. When you hit it tomorrow morning or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever it is, when you hit it, you just remember this. Lord, I'm doing this the way you said I'm to do it. It's not what I'm saying. It's what God says. God says we are to do it with this perspective. I'm doing this as unto the Lord. And you see if your attitude and the quality of your work and the cheerfulness of your spirit does not change. As unto the Lord, as the will of God, as unto Christ, that is my perspective, my attitude, my motivation. The unpleasant takes on a whole different viewpoint when I do it for Him, not for me. 
You're listening to In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. To see your attitude change toward the unpleasant things you encounter at work, remember to do your tasks as unto the Lord by serving Him motivated by gratitude and love. To learn more about serving God with a humble heart and a willing spirit right where you are, check out our study resources at intouch.org. And for a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, Overcoming the Unpleasant, open the bookstore page to place your order. Or order his entire teaching set on Ephesians, Discovering Our True Identity. Again, you'll find these resources at intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. To write to us, address your letter to In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. Are you struggling to do a good job with the right attitude? You'll hear Dr. Stanley's prayer for you in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. That's just ahead. Photography gives me an opportunity to share my heart, to share the truth of God's Word. I want to capture something that God uses to send me a message so I can share it with you. For years, Dr. Charles Stanley has used photography to express his love for God's handiwork. Now we want to share a beautiful print from his personal collection with you. Brighten your day and any space with this one-of-a-kind piece of artwork. To get your free photo print, go to intouch.org slash free. At some point, we find ourselves wondering what happens after we die. As believers in Jesus Christ, our hope is heaven. But what will heaven be like? In his book, The Gift of Heaven, Dr. Charles Stanley shares what the Bible promises about God, heaven, and eternity. This beautiful book is a thoughtful gift for any believer or non-believer who wants to know more about heaven. To order The Gift of Heaven, call 1-800-IN-TOUCH or visit intouch.org. It's easy to have the wrong outlook at times, but a poor attitude does not fit a Christian. With a prayer for believers, here's A Moment with Charles Stanley. Father, we thank you for the simplicity of your Word. We read over it. We cast it aside as if it were antiquated, outdated, no longer applicable, when the truth of it is we desperately need the simplicity of the truth, the principle in our own life, to exchange complaining for cheerfulness, slothfulness to diligence. And we pray the Holy Spirit tonight will speak to each one of us to remind us that all during this coming week, we're your servants, your slaves. You're our master, wonderful, benevolent master, gracious, loving, and kind, that whatever we do, we're to do it as if we were doing it for you personally. So remind us, Father, if we do a poor job, we may get fully paid on our vocation, but miss out on your award. If we do a good job with the right spirit, we'll be doubly paid. Father, place within each of our hearts the do-it-my-best spirit is my prayer in Christ's name. Amen. A believer in Christ has God's help to daily live God's way. Learn more about being a Christian at intouch.org. Would you like to hear today's message again? You can stream it on our website or download podcasts and take In Touch with you. Our web address again is intouch.org. And if today's program has prompted you to take a new look at how you could share the grace of God with others, please let us know. 
Every Christian has an enemy in Satan. Do you know how to effectively defend against him? Next time, we'll change subjects in our summer study of Ephesians and focus on learning about spiritual warfare. That's Friday on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts.